0: This is the Love Swoon Podcast, powered by Love Admin's easy-to-use software that reduces your organization's admin and increases its income. Find out more at www.loveadmin.com. Okay, hello everyone, welcome to the Love Swoon Podcast, it's me Clive Marcus, again and this week I have Graham Court with us. Um, and he is the head coach of Bassett JSF. JSF stands for Junior Swim Fit, I think. Am I correct in that? Yes, yes it does. Um, but also, you are the um, you own um, Graham Court Total Swimming as well. Um, so we're, today, we want to talk about um, you and how you've developed um, total swimming into Bassett over this time, and how that's helped um, the swimmers that you've you've had under your wings in this time and how that's helped them develop is that so to start with um introduce yourself who are you um, tell us about your swimming history and um how did you start how did you start in the coaching and um sort of like that learn to swim kind of area as well
1: Okay, well, yes, my, my name's Graham Court. Um, I live in Fairham, but my business is based in Southampton. Um, my swimming history goes back uh, 50 years. Uh, I was, um, I swam for Portsmouth North Sea, um, and also Fareham Nomads um, as a youngster. Uh, packed in swimming initially in 1980, um, when I left North Sea. Um, having made, um, uh, I think it was nationals, at Blackpool, and I decided that I wasn't going to go any further. That that's as far as I got. Yeah, it was Blackpool's a great, um, great
0: pool, uh, very green. Um, okay. it, I never knew they hosted it at Blackpool. That's,
1: um... <laughs> yeah. i saw it back: nineteen eighty, um, and uh, you couldn't see you couldn't see anything through that water. It was like through an treacle um, Then. Um, Yeah, then I sort of swam on and off for the next seven years, coming and going, um, mainly doing those days, people didn't go to university so much. Um, So you had to go to work. I worked in the civil service and the post office and found it difficult to train um, and work at the same time. Uh, So I sort of just sort of came in and out, did some civil service um, competitions and packed it all in in 1987. And then came back to um, Masters in about 2009, I think it was, when I joined City of Southampton.
0: Yeah. And yeah. And from that, um, when did you start kind of looking at um, helping kids to develop in their swimming and bits that?
1: Well, whilst I was um, swimming with the um, City of Southampton, at the Masters, um, with James McTavish and, and, and those... Um, I was also doing, um, helping out at a swim fit uh, program over in uh, Waterlooville Leisure Centre. And then I'd worked for the Royal Mail for about 30 some odd years and an opportunity to take um, voluntary redundancy came up Um, and I thought, well, let's have a go here. we got, there's an opportunity to, to set out on my own and do something. Uh, so um, I, I took that redundancy and decided that I would um, try and pass on my knowledge of swimming, which goes back many, many years. Um, a different type of swim, I suppose, even you know, down to backstroke turns and competitive starts, um, all changed. But, it, but there are some things that were, uh, that were still valid. Um, and um, I got a job working for a local swim school doing A little bit of teaching for them, but then decided I'd go out on my own. Um, I've been doing some a little bit of charity work for Hampshire Autistic Society at the time, uh, so um, and found that there wasn't really an opportunity for autistic children to swim, uh, not in groups because they find it very difficult to, to swim in groups, they need more one to one. Um, I also, at the same time, was getting quite a few competitors from various clubs throughout Hampshire and Wiltshire coming to me for t- some technique lessons. So putting all these things together, um, and also I was swimming um, open water at the time with a friend of mine, Lucy Williams, um, down in Cornwall and various different and, and, and wells, etc. That I thought, well, if we're going to do this, let, let's do something that's complete and total. We're going to do everything from open water competitive. Um you know children have got learning difficulties or behavioral issues I and mean, let 's put the whole thing together and it 's involved me teaching um, children that are blind, deaf and blind
0: awesome.
1: um, yeah. yeah that that 's very difficult um you know because it, it 's not teaching children to swim in the same sort of way it 's just giving them confidence to be in a different environment um, and um also competitive stroke technique for, for swimmers that you know that are already training with with um, other clubs, and that all then that that developed as growing to swimming. That was about ten years ago, um, and then it just went on through there. Um, gradually started taking more and more pool time. This I know I'd moved to Red Lodge, um, taking more and more pool time. That developed into an adult swim fit, which then developed into a junior swim fit, which then. Developed into Bassett JSF, um, which is again in a very short period of time, it's been extremely successful.
0: Yeah. So how long has Bassett been around? So I remember um, turning up to a Little Hampton meet um, years, I say years ago, it wasn't that long ago, to be fair. About three or four years ago.
1: About three or four years ago, Yeah. Imagine. And
0: I remember hearing that was your first open meet. I don't know whether that was true or not. I was talking to no. one of your team managers.
1: No, our very first open meet was actually first chance um, in 2017 at, um, at portsmouth Sea Mountbatten Centre. And we took a squad of just, just five swimmers. And um, um, we came away with two silver and a bronze, which I was over the moon with. Yeah.
0: For
1: sure. um, yeah, so that was our very first one. Um, In fact, our very, very first ever competition was Portsmouth North Sea's Fun Gala, the month before, hosted by Madeline Campbell, Um, and we come second out of eight eight teams. Yeah,
0: that's good. And to be fair, then you've only been around for a couple of months at that point, haven't you, as an official body? Yeah, we
1: didn't get registered until the uh, twenty, I think it was the twenty-seventh of July twenty seventeen, although Junior Swim Fit started on the eighth of January
0: two thousand seventeen. So it it's not too bad then the turnaround for that, is it?
1: No, no, it's been very good. It's been very good. It was always my intention the moment that I made the decision to, to do junior swim fit that it was going to develop into a swimming club. Um yeah. I, I didn't know what I was going to call it. Um, I've got a, I've got a thing about Stockport Metro. Um, as a, as a kid, Stockport Metro was this huge, you know, this really famous well-developed club, but they were a small club and they just seemed to churn out international after international after international. Even now you look at you've got Kerry and Payne that's come out of there and, and other swimmers. And, um, and I just wanted to do and the name Stockport Metro is one of those names that, as opposed to something swimming club. Um, and I thought, what can I do to create that same sort of uh, interest? Um, and I thought, well, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna I want to create Stockport Metro in the South. And and I thought, what can I do to make a catchy name? Bassett, we 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 come from Red Lodge, that's a smack in the middle of Bassett. Junior Swim Fit, but you can't call a club that. So JSF came out of it. Um, and that's what I did. And everywhere we go, people come up to you and say, what does the JSF mean? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but and we've got to the point now where we no longer say Junior Swim Fit. We just say, just swim faster.
0: Just swim um, That's even better. No, I think that's a bit issue that. <laughs> official, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, I think one thing that we're interested in talking about, though, as well is, so you... What makes um what makes Bassett, What makes total swimming? What makes you different to everyone else? How are you implementing techniques to be able to enhance your swimmers? You even said that you had some blind, blind deaf swimmers and trying to teach them. That that in itself is a massive undertaking. So what makes you different? What makes you stand out different in how you help these swimmers develop, how you teach them to swim, bits of that?
1: I, I think that um, my background in other things helps. Um, one of the things that, um, w- when I when I decided to take early voluntary retirement, um, I was lucky. I had a bit of security behind me at that point. Um, and one of my other hobbies is um, acting, um, of which I, I've done a, a, a huge amount of stage acting as well as film um TV commercials, TV stuff and, and whatever else. Um, and I'm also qualified drama teacher. So I use all of those um things to try and bring into swimming. So um I will with for instance the the um the, the gentleman who was blind, he, he was about 21 years old. This isn't the, the little baby that was blind in deaf. Um, but I was able to bring my stage performance as such to, to the swimming pool by uh, I, I quite good at um, projecting my voice and making myself very very clear and very loud but at the same time i don't have an issue a problem about touching someone's hand or moving their arm and this type of stuff and giving instructions so um, and one of the, the, the drama techniques you do uh, or some of the drama techniques you is all about trying to give instructions about how to get somebody from a to b around an obstacle course for instance um, and i just use that so to get him swimming in a straight line down the black line a black line that he couldn't see um, same with stroke technique, you know, um, to try and get him to understand about getting a longer stroke was to physically um, develop catch-up to a point where you're touching hands as opposed to just missing in this type of thing, because he couldn't see whether his hands are missing or not. Um, and I still use those same techniques now with my swimmers, whereas when we do catch-up in training, I would insist that the kids actually knock their hands and touch the leg with their thumb as opposed to just coming up close to it um yeah things like things like that but also i get in the water so apart from obviously coaching a swimming club on poolside but anything to do outside of that so any lessons if i'm doing technique lessons with a with a a competitive swimmer um i will get in the water i will show them what i want them to do i will i will demonstrate do demonstrations of what i want them to do um i will look at tumble turns from above the water from the water's water level, and I'll go underwater to watch it to see how they leave the wall and all this sort of stuff. Um, and we're, I will do different things, try different stuff, time stuff, um, to try and get them to um, how, how they're going to improve.
0: Yeah, no, I, I can see your point there. You, sounding like this is a question more now for you. Um, so if you're blind and stuff like that, you can't can't see what you're doing, that, um, as you said in The how is there a way you can create mind body connection um, with these swimmers? So, the creating an proprioception kind of thing. So, as you said, touching there and they're touching their hands together in the front of a stroke or touching their, um, their thigh on the way back, it creates that mind body connection. But is there any other methods you would implement to be able to do that kind of thing?
1: Well, one of, one of the things I try to do is I try to talk a picture. Okay. So physically, explain exactly what's around them, and 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 maybe and explain that in some sort of detail. Um, so, for instance, if I was um, talking to you now and I wanted you to know what you're sitting on, I might say to you that you're, you know, you've got um, a large sofa behind you, which is slightly raised above your left shoulder, slopes down by your um, right shoulder. Um, I can see that you're probably sitting on the floor. So uh, and you just talk about and you develop it and develop it and develop it. and they will ask you questions or say something and you develop on that it, it's it's not rocket science but it, it's just taking you away from the norm to their norm
0: yeah i can see that yeah and and, and the way you're saying that is building that um that mental picture um it, it's almost a bit like visualization this is me just thinking now would visualization the way um so for me if i was going to visualize my next race i take myself through that process um in immense detail and how it all goes about which then means when it comes to actually do it i've already done it before um but in the sense of it's i me personally without being an expert in this at all i see similarities in that but i don't know whether that is the case or not
1: Yeah, you have to remember that you're looking at things as, as a as a competitive swimmer um you know, and you're going through um, your race plan in your head, exactly what you're going to do. Whereas this is a chap that needs you there because without you, he can't swim. So he, you know, he can't get into a swimming pool and just go up and down on his own um, for, for, for him to swim. He, he needs someone there with him talking and way, way through and you'll be sweating, most people be able to do that. Um, but for my, for me, it was also the added thing of trying to get him to swim better as opposed to just get in and swim. Mm. I, there's no point in just getting him to swim. if he's going to pay for you to be there, you might as well teach him at the same time.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. No, I agree with you there. So, um, we, you touched on this slightly, but, um, I'll be really interested into more detail of it is, you had um, GC Total Swimming, your, it's where you kind of started, and then you've progressed into Bassett. Um, yeah. So, sort of like, how did that kind of come about? Because you said you had some swim fit here and swim fit there, but there at some point, there was a conversation where you were like, let's start a swimming club. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how, how does that kind of come about?
1: Um, well, I had, I used to go. <sighs> Whilst I was doing the one-to-ones, one-to-twos, etc., um, um, for various different people and I had stroke technique going on. At the same time, I'm still swimming for um, City of Southampton Masters and, and going off to various masters competitions. Um, including I think we, we also we we went off to um Riccioni and to um off to um, Holland Holland as well for the European Masters, World Masters. Um and I used to go training in the mornings over at the Mountbatten Centre, and with a couple of a few friends, and and I would set the program, and, and people would say to me, "Well, you know, you quite, you seem to know, understand about stroke technique, and see things that um, that we're doing wrong that we're not realising. So that sort of started putting things in my mind. But don't forget, I was already doing stroke technique anyway with, with some swimmers, local swimmers from um, various other clubs, um, but it was in. 2014, I think it was, I was part of a a swim fit program over in Waterlooville, but the uh, coach that was doing it fell ill and it sort of collapsed. Um, And with that, I thought, well, how about if I put something in, but I do it over at Bassett, over at Red Lodge. So I I bought a couple of hours, regular hours, and some more hours off of Red Lodge and developed this um, adult. Uh, swim fit where i would set a program different programs there's four only four lanes there so i'd have four different programs depending on ability in each lane um and and off they would go and the standard was between just up just past drowning to um x, x regional swimmers and that was in the middle of 2015 and then i got a couple of parents who were swimming there said can our kids come along and they had like 13, 14-year-old children. And I sort of said yes, and I developed one of the lanes for them. And then gradually more children started to come along, and less adults because the adults were starting to get fed up of the uh, the, the yeah. children being there. And then the children were going past the adults, and then eventually I made the decision that um, I was going to run the two completely separate. So I kept SwimFit going for the adults, which has since developed into Basset JSF Masters. Um, and um, the l- little kids, we start off with 14 of them on the 8th of January 2017, one hour a week. Um, and Bassett JSF now um, hires 26 hours a week.
0: 26, that's that's good
1: going there. We we, we we hire 26 hours of, of pool
0: time per week. And we currently now have seven squats. Seven, so your age group then, we're looking at what? Learn to
1: swim. Uh, the- uh, we, a, we don't have a learn to swim um, because um, it's mainly me and I have an assistant coach, uh, assistant coach Marie as well. Um, but she only does coach him. So all the teaching, I don't have anybody else work with me on that because I want to make sure that everything is done my way. Um, so we have a, I, I do my own Grand Court Total Swimming, which also has children come through. Um, we have a few kids come through from Red Lodge itself. Um, but we also run a pre-academy, which is for five to seven-year-olds. That right? as long as they can swim a width from the front and width from the back, um, we do stroke technique with those. They tend to be children, younger children, or brothers and sisters of kids that are in the club. Then we've got a pre a, a junior academy that goes up to two hours a week um, for what you would call, I suppose, level level stage six to about stage eight or nine okay, in the okay. swimming stage um and then we go through bronze silver gold county development county performance regional development national performance our eldest is nearly 18 um and she's been with us since the start she was one of the original swim fitters actually back in 2015 um and our, our youngest swimmer is that's
0: oh, so that's a big age like range then isn't it from five to 18 yeah yeah, yeah, we're trying to hold
1: on. I don't want to have to release them to anybody else. I'm even trying to convince them all not to go to university. Um, <laughs> to keep them together.
0: Well, yeah. so um, what with that then? So how many, um, this kind of stuff really interests me. So your top squad, you say you've got a county, sort of county development. Uh, we,
1: we've, got, we've, we've got a national development programme but we haven't, so we've got the hours available for it, it's in place, Um, we have the pathway for it, but we don't have any swimmers in that yet, Um, but we do have um, about four swimmers uh, swimming at a a regional development um, pathway, Um, and of those four swimmers, three of them are currently on the regional development plan, uh, a talent programme.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. all three, uh, and, and we've got one other that's just off of it. So, um, and, and he will, and he'll be on it very soon. Uh, of those swimmers, um, we've we've got uh, swimmers that have won. Well, we've in two thousand and twenty, just prior to um, COVID, uh, we took eight county titles, um, which was very good game. Yeah, yeah, and during COVID, we've we've taken seven um, level X. Medals, including three gold.
0: Well, that's good. And what what kind of age groups are we looking at there? Are we talking open?
1: The uh, 12 year old girls um, for those. uh, So that's where our main thing is. We've got some 12 year old girls that are exceptionally fast. Yeah. And a 12 year old boy. And we've got a nine year old boy that's um, pretty good as well. Uh, But we have lots of them. We've got loads of them there knocking in and around the. 32nd mark for
0: the uh, 53 yeah okay so um th- this is another question then so we're looking at like um sort of like the younger age group moving into that kind of like age group train to train kind of area um what's your mentality behind that kind of train so um if we talk about some people talk about let's get aerobic meters in getting lots of meters in um so are you in that mindset or are you ha- what what what's your plan for that kind of age group and progressing them up? I, I go
1: through I go through cycles really. Um, so I will do as as they're coming up through the um, through the group. So our, for instance, say our junior academy and our bronze squad. Our junior academy will do a lot of work with flippers, for instance, so that they haven't got to worry about um, speed and, and alignment, and they can concentrate on on the technique um, of where their hand positions are, how they pull through, because the, the flippers keep them moving. Hmm. Obviously not breaststroke, um, but it's all heavily, heavily dependent on drills, um, drills, tumble turns and, and starts that then develops into our bronze and silver squads where um, the bronze squad, again, will be heavily dependent on um, on drills, but not wearing flippers so much. We, we will do a huge amount of um, aerobic stuff with flippers on kicks. So I'm a firm believer that you should be doing a lot of kick work um, to get those leg strengths up. And it goes on for that. And then you get to the silver squad where they're now starting to, that's like a a bridging squad where they're still training with the bronze squad, but they're also training with some of the senior swimmers. So now they're getting a a mix of uh, of, um, skills, um, drills, but also a bit of distance in there. And then as we go further through, um, I will go on very long, heavy distance stuff, um, including one that, they particularly don't like but they do it which is a 400 meter butterfly with flippers um and then they follow that up with uh two 200s without um and that's the type of thing and then we'll have a whole week or so really heavily on drills uh, and technique and then we're uh, fit it around that way, um, and there's certain sessions where only the top swimmers are in, and um, and then we go for all sorts of stuff. You know, we have uh, chats, talks about different things. We look at nutrition. Um, again technique starts and also um, each quarter we, we do a, a huge test set as well where yeah. we, we do a test on starts for 15 metres on all strokes turns 5 to 10 metres finishes 15 metres and then we do aerobic um, and then they get the results and they're able to see where they speed it up where they've slowed down where improvements needed etc yeah, yeah. so we do a lot for a little club that's not been around a lot but um, I'm 60 years old so I'm in a hurry <laughs>
0: You got to get it all in there.
1: No, that's yeah, before, got be right? retire, yeah, I've already told them. I've got to get to the Olympics because I, I haven't been there yet, so I want to go.
0: <laughs> like so another quote. So in that sense, your top scores What kind of meterage are they doing per week? In that sense, so if we if we say at the height of their training volume period, is there what kind of meterage do you have these guys doing?
1: About thirty
0: five thousand a week. Thirty five thousand. Okay. So that, that, that's that's and they're what 12 13 kind of age group,
1: they're they, they ranging between but it's just close to 13 up up to 17.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah that's so
1: no. that's not all my 13. I have got 13 and 14 year olds from us in the bronze squad, etc., whatever else. Yeah. These are our talented 12 and 13 year olds,
0: yeah. No, of course. Now, I, I think that's just really interesting because, um, considering the like the amount of pool time you've got, um, and how new, or having that kind of ability to reach that kind of point is really, really quite quite impressive, especially within the short period of time you've been around. Yeah.
1: We're quite quite lucky because um, the pool that we use, um, I I have. Keys to open up. I have keys to lock up. So we haven't got to worry. We, we, we provide our own lifeguards. Um, so we're quite lucky in that respect. Uh, nobody else is going to use the pool at that time of the day. It isn't the greatest pool in the world to training. In terms of, um, uh, we can guarantee that we can go to any other pool anywhere in the country to do a competition, and we will not be training a pool worse than ours. Um, we just. We just we just recently on Sunday we were at Cranley, and everyone was complaining about the high sided pool and um, the you know and the, all this sort of stuff and that there was that wasn't deck level and and the old blocks and, and we just looked and said well this is an improvement on where we are, um, but it has the advantage the fact that we have huge amounts of resistance um, in training because it's a it's a small pool it's not um, it's high sided, uh, it's only one point um seven deep in the deep end, it's only 0.7 deep in the shallow end. Where the water level is, it's probably only 0.6. So tumble turns, you have to be really tight, otherwise you hit your head. Um, so that's they get that it's like swimming in the English Channel. <laughs> so it, it it's great and um and they benefit from that.
0: Yeah. Well no I, I can see for that kind of like age group to be honest. Water's water in that sense and it's that and the yeah the kind of work that you're doing that's fine like that's that's perfectly fine if you if you ever when you start getting your uh your 20 20 year old uh sort of like 50 meter sprinters that you'll probably start getting a lot more complaints about the wavy
1: push. <laughs> yeah you say that i mean but... We do have we have we have a, a master squad, so we don't have many in it. We've only got twelve in our master squad, um, and um, none of them complain about the pool. Uh, they're they're all happy going up and down, and and um, one of them's a, a former national swimmer from Exeter. So um, you know, and and he has no problems going up and down. He's six foot something tall. He still tumble turns down in the shallow end. Um, so yeah, it's um, it, it's it's what we've got, and. I look at
0: the positives of that pool, not the negatives. I think that's a really key point, actually, is looking at positives of what you've got. Because everyone at some point has, there's always a niggle, if you know what I mean, going on, mm-hmm. always a niggle. And if you can find the positives in the what you have, then, well, there's, there's no ceiling then, is there? You can just keep going. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we used we, pre, pre-COVID, we used to train uh, once a fortnight at the Mount Batten Centre on a Saturday night um, alongside having it in Waterlooville. And um, although it's got lots of positives, my, I, my big negative was it was too far for me to walk from one into the other. Um, so. <laughs> so, so, yeah, um, I, so we, we, we've not taken that option to go back, back there up um and we instead of of uh, developed more hours into red lodge um so we're now we have um we train five mornings a week um half past five starts on monday wednesday and friday two hour session on saturday morning two hour session on sunday morning and we've got the pool for two hours every evening um monday through to friday in fact i think we only have one hour on a on a friday um and we've got five hours on a Saturday afternoon, evening, and about four hours on a Sunday. So,
0: um, yeah. yeah. so I think the, the next question is: is when's Bassett going to start the Arena League?
1: Um, we're not. We 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 did the we we were we did the Arena Junior League this year under under the COVID, and prior prior to that, we were in the Arena um, Junior Interleague, um, and we were the only team in Hampshire doing that. Um, but our problem, like a lot of small clubs, is boys. We just don't have the number of boys. Um, there's this silly game out there called football, which um, seems to take them away. Or they get to 15 or 16. It's just not cool because it interferes with courting, I suppose. Um, but <laughs> uh, So we we are, unfortunately, as a club, we are very dependent, hev- hev- heavily dependent. Um, Geared towards girls, um, and our top squad only has four boys in it. Oh,
0: yes, that, that's so, and uh, and in in. The, I mean this in a nice way. A problem then, if you know what I mean, like finding the finding guys and boys to swim. If you know what I
1: mean. Yeah, we go going back down the squads. I mean, in five seven years' time, it's going to be a different thing. It's not just we keep them. It's going to be a different thing entirely. Um, with our um, pre-academy is 90% boys our junior academy is about 50% boys even up you know so those sort of things but it's then as we come up to the older age groups where then all of a sudden the boys tend to leave and I, I sometimes think it's because it's swimming is a sport where girls tend to be better at it until about the age of 13 14 when the the male hormones start to kick in puberty comes in, strength comes in and the speed comes up but before that happens they tend to leave
0: um, Yeah, no, so, I see your point there, like girls will definitely yeah. um, mature and swim a lot faster than guys will, yeah. you'll find that a lot of guys will be a lot late developers as well they won't actually start getting good until 16, 17
1: Ex- Exactly, and they don't seem to have that time to wait yeah. um, during, during lockdown we we lost three of our basically three of our top swimmers, um, all, all 15, 16-year-old boys. Um, and that, that was disappointing.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can see that for sure. So, unless,
1: well, I can, unless I can get my um, Masters gentlemen to uh, help us at Arena, Arena League, I, it's not something I can see us doing for a while.
0: But is it a plan? Is it something you'd like to do? And yeah, yeah, because the, the,
1: the whole point of this project, Bassett as a project, is um, a, how can I put it? Um, this this is my project, this is my ambition, and this is my dream and, and my goal. And my goal is to take my semester to the nationals. My goal is to get them to be um, my big thing, would be to see Bassett JSF sitting there in lane four at some major meet somewhere, whether it's Arena League, Arena Junior League or whatever, with Stockport Metro in lane five. Um, <laughs> it's
0: all about Stockport. <laughs> <right? laughs>
1: I've got this thing about it. I've got this thing about it. I've had it for a long, long time. Um, no, not just then, but that that's sort of like the, the, the ambition there. So I'm very driven by it. It's, this is not about um, – I would never – I wouldn't even consider going anywhere else. Um, I set this club up and even when I can't carry on coaching, I will carry on running the club in terms of um, making sure that it moves forward and um, just keep it going. Yeah,
0: no, for sure. Well, thank you so much for coming on and chatting. It's been really interesting and nice. And we've, we've all learned a lot about Bassett for sure. Because um, as you said, you're quite, quite new on the field and it's really interesting to come and see how you've developed and bits like that.
1: Yeah, and if there's any boys out there that, that fancy getting into swimming and and they live within five miles of Southampton, um, yeah, come along to um, one of one of the most well progressive and um, up and coming
0: clubs um, in the area. Well, put put you, what's your website? What's your social media links? Let's let's plug it now.
1: Um, we, we've got quite a few. So, um, if anybody's seen my car
0: out and about, um, all I, I, the information. I have is- seen the car. The car is quite something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so we're based on that but if not we're, we're bassett JSF is on uh facebook we're on twitter uh, we have our own youtube channel as well um and i think our website is something like uh, uk. um so yeah all just google me and and phone me contact me
0: yeah definitely and of course we'll, we'll make sure this is all linked to you guys as well so you can uh you can share this and get some promotion from it as well. For sure. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, so Love once again, thank you very much for listening. And remember, if you want to um, listen to the podcast, you can listen to us on Spotify and all other platforms. Um, 99% of our listeners uh, listen to it on Spotify, according to the statistics this morning. So, uh, you, you can listen to it elsewhere um if you want to continue the um conversations you can join the love swimming facebook group and we talk about all kinds of things i think this small uh, no yesterday i was talking about morning training and kind of the pros and cons of it and bits of that so have a listen to all the all our podcasts go on to the uh, facebook groups have a read of all the bits we've got going on there and once again thank you so much um for coming on and thank you listeners for listening thank you very much <music>